This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. (laughs) Season two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I feel like we just scratched the surface. In the future, it'd be awesome if other people like got involved and slowly took over, and I would totally be okay with that. This is What's the Cheese Mace, a show about Philippinex identity in Edmonton. Hey there, my name is Jenna Prop. I'm Sherry Island. I'm Mishma Mukith. I'm Sophia Young. And I'm Ryan Lacanalao. We're the season one producers of What's the Cheese Maze. Today we'll be looking back on the first season, what it was like to record our episodes, what kind of responses we got, and what we're planning on doing next. Maybe I'll start off just by mentioning a bit about the artwork. So our artwork was done by Mikey, and I'm just gonna look on Instagram right now so y'all can look her up. Okay, it's M-A-A-I-K-E-L-Y-N-N-N, Mikey Lin. And they are just spot on. Like for Gina's episode, when I first saw the artwork, I fell out of my chair and I was like, oh my God, this is like, it was still the What's the Cheese Miss artwork, but it was undeniably her. It was uncanny. For the music, we have Dad Hoyer doing our... Uh, background music for What's the Chismas season one, and he also did music for That's Food. So that is a longtime friend of CJSR, and he has done a lot of uh, synth music work for us. I remember quite clearly when Chris first forwarded his email to us uh, with the music files. I was just surprised to see what kind of work he could do with this show. The music was quite summery and springy, very appropriate for this show. And also he has done a lot of background checking for culture music. So thanks for that, doing our music. Um, Chris Changyan Phillips was our uh, podcast coordinator. I think that's his title at CJSR. Um, He kind of brought us all together and guided us through the entire process. Um, Ryan and Jenna, do you want to talk about Megan? Yeah, for sure. Megan, uh, she is the host of Generator, and she interviewed uh, me and Jenna for the show. And uh, I know she has other roles there as well at CGSR, so uh, it was just great working with her and she asked such insightful questions and was always so supportive of, of what's achieved to me. So just a shout out to Megan.
So a couple weeks into the podcast bootcamp for making What's the Cheese Mies, um, the coronavirus pandemic hit. Um, what was it like for everyone to produce your episodes during the pandemic? Sure, I can start. Um, so what it felt like to do a podcast in, in a pandemic was something that I'm sure all of you, myself included, was not expecting in February um, when we applied for the podcast bootcamp. So I don't know, for me, life really did take a huge shift. Like suddenly I went from having an office space to now being confined to my home. And there was no, no divide between home life and work life. So really this podcast gave me kind of like the, the whole process gave me a creative outlet and a creative escape that I didn't think I really needed just to keep me sane through everything. Um, so I really appreciated that. This is my first time ever doing anything of this magnitude and of this sort. So really learning how to edit and get familiar with the programs that we were using and playing around with like interview skills. Um, all of those things became something that I was just really excited about. I would end my work day and just look forward to seeing how I can piece together my episode. Um, so I think for me, this was really, it's unique that it was during a pandemic, but I definitely feel like it kept me sane during that initial wave of quarantine. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really understand what Ms. Meshma was talking about, like an escape from the pandemic or just at least something else to do with your work and home life all combined together. I also had schoolwork during that time and everything was stressful. Um, I felt drained and doing podcasts was like, at least I was meeting people every week for something really interests me in my life. And it wasn't very scary comparing to the outside world. Also, it influenced a lot. Like, it was hard to do interviews online because one to one conversation was definitely more natural for us to do. Uh, but there are people, I feel like people were actually more vulnerable to talk to real people during the pandemic. So, that actually got me several interviews with people. And I think doing this podcast also connect us to the outside world a lot. And it just makes me feel like I was doing something that is important. Yeah, I think I, it's interesting because pretty much everybody but me had to record their interviews. Um, virtually and I actually got to record I like recorded my sister probably a week into the pandemic um, and into CJSR shutting down and so I actually got to record her in person which was I don't know I feel like there's like definitely a different aesthetic to our interview compared to everybody else's um, but I also found like yeah, maybe maybe it was because everybody was like kind of stressed and emotions were heightened that they were able to open up more. But I was like kind of thinking like maybe people are able to open up more because they're not in person. I don't know. 
just a thought. <laughs> Um, all right. Um, what was your favorite moment in your episode or in another episode that you didn't produce? Um, what was your favorite moment behind the scenes? I'd say my favorite moment in another episode is in in Cherry's episode where 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 you were talking to your sister. You mentioned that like you're so close with your sister and you you see each other and talk to each other all the time, but you never talked about this. You never talked about that identity. And then while you were saying that, you had that music in the background. My little sister and I are super close. We are best friends. We talk on the phone multiple times a day and we can even sometimes read each other's minds. It's strange to think that we never talked about being multiracial. Before this interview, I had never asked if she felt more Cree or more Filipina. I had never even asked myself. The music coming together with the, with what you were saying, it just made so much sense to me. And that was my favorite moment. I also really appreciated like our, those weekly check-ins we'd have and like little by little we would be building on the episodes. So I remember when we were like storyboarding in pairs and talking about like themes that we wanted to cover. The biggest highlights were the behind the scenes when, you know, we would have like the trailer teaser or we'd have the first draft that we could all listen to. And it really did feel special to kind of hear how things were progressing for everybody. So I, I really appreciated that. And I think all of our check-ins and just hearing everyone's episode week to week and, you know, the progress that we were making or some of the roadblocks that we were having and just seeing how everyone's feedback was kind of incorporated into the final product that's out now. Um, and knowing that that's kind of between us, you know, and it's this very like, not exclusive, but it's, it's nice knowing that like we did have a team and we worked as a team to kind of help each other. Um, so, yeah. No one has mentioned my favorite point yet. <laughs> I think my favorite moment was when Ryan taught us sing that uh, Tagalog song for children. That was hilarious. But uh, it was like all of us had this one meeting just to learn the song for the intro, which we did not use that because of uh, technical reasons. So Chris uh, had to record all of our all of our like things on different tracks and then trying to put them together, but it just doesn't work. And but the whole process was really fun. Ryan taught us like a teacher, and uh, we just trying to keep on the same tune which was hard. I think we could actually do that if we're not in this pandemic thing and we can record it in the studio. But it was, uh, it was my absolutely favorite moment. I forgot all about that. That was so funny. <laughs> I'm kind of thankful that didn't make it like onto the, I was just very nervous about like what that would sound like. Oh, me um, too. But yeah, no, I really, I completely forgot about that. That was actually really fun. We spent like 45 minutes learning a new language for a lot of us, like learning Tagalog and a song and, you know, things didn't work out, but maybe next time. <laughs> mm -hmm.
Yeah, I really liked that one. But I think my favorite moment, the episode that I produced, I talked to my mom in it and I just heard a lot more things that like I had never heard from my mom growing up. It was like a, we just never talked about it. So being able to like sit and listen to my mom and listen to her be vulnerable for something that she knew was going to like be out there for the world. I think that was like really special for me and it made me feel a lot closer to her. I was uh, 19 and you know, I don't know any better. So um, actually no days off and uh, our passport is um, not with us. The employer keep it and we're not allowed to go out. Um, because we had just never had those conversations and it made me feel, yeah, just really close to her. And I was very grateful for that. Um, I also really liked in Sherry's episode, when you talk to your sister, I think it's really interesting to hear family interview family and even Ryan in your episode, like people that you know so well, but you're still hearing like fresh and new things about them. I think that's a really interesting thing that I really enjoyed about making this podcast. Mm -hmm. I, I just want to talk about one more moment in, in one of my own episodes. So when I interviewed Gina and I asked her for some parting words, she, she gave parting words to, to the Filipinos out there who are thinking about a career in, in the arts. And she talked about like being proud and of, of your heritage and making it as obvious as your skin color and the accents you talk in. And, and while she was saying all this, like I, I had goosebumps and I was just like, Oh my God, like I, this is why I, I joined the podcast and it was all coming together. And then I put some music behind that and it was just like, it, it just became such a, an amazing moment for me. So that's the parting words on episode three, Gina's episode. Uh, don't hide your heritage. Like, make it a priority, make it a part of you, make it as obvious as the color of your skin, make it as obvious as um, the accent that you speak with. Um, that definitely made me cry. I remember listening it to the first the first time through, and I cried very hard in my apartment listening to those parting words from Gina. Yeah, I think almost every episode made me cry. I had a lot of people tell me that they related to to the episode where Mishma talked to Jenna, and I think maybe that's because. Like my sister even said that she really related to that episode. Uh, being a second generation Filipino growing up in Canada and not speaking the language. Uh, and that was definitely an episode that a lot of people <laughs> related to and shed some tears to. So yeah, definitely another favorite of mine. What do you hope listeners take away from this podcast? As someone who's coming into this project, you know, as non-Filipino, um, for me, 
I think it's always been about learning and, you know, providing a platform for somebody else to speak and kind of connect not only to others like them, but possibly others who might not know kind of the story and the history. So my hope would be that, and it always has been, that this podcast is out in the world for everybody to take part in because, you know, so many of these stories are, they're so important to hear, but they're also, a lot of them are really big universal experiences for a lot of immigrant children, a lot of immigrants. And as someone who's a person of color standing kind of in the periphery, but also have grown up in Canada, the episode that I, I produced with Jenna, hearing so much of what you said, Jenna, resonated with me, you know, and it's things like I could connect to. So I definitely feel that while this does have, you know, a more of a niche audience, um, my hope would be that more and more people do listen to it. Because I do think that it's important for us, especially living in more of this cultural mosaic, it's important for us to know how our neighbors are feeling in their stories, but also connect with them in that way too. Um, and I think a podcast is such a beautiful platform to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I think for me, my hope is that it, it reaches more and more people and that more and more people take some comfort in knowing that, you know, we, we have these shared experiences and maybe for the first time we're hearing about different current events and issues that we haven't heard before heard about in the past um, and that we're able to kind of do something to rectify that in the now. I liked what Mishma said about uh, trying to know what your neighbors are thinking or feeling. It's like I'm also an outsider from the community but I feel like what I what I hope listeners to take away is like to keep curious and interested in empathizing with other people from another another cultural community it's like we're all human beings and there are so many things we share and feel together and it's just uh we all deserve to know each other a little bit more not too much more i mean at least uh we should try to stand out there and just feel with each other. I think that's what I hope people will love to do, to be less reserved, to be more open-minded, and just uh, just believe and remember we're all in the same world and we're living in the, in the same community. Yeah, for me, I know that uh, there's universal appeal and and that we created episodes that anyone can listen to. Uh, but for me, ultimately, this is made for my Philippinex community out there. Uh, this is, uh, to me, it's, it's a love letter to you all. It's, it's us saying that your stories matter. Uh, we, we, we matter, our stories matter. Um, the, these stories are often not front and center. They're not mainstream media front and center. Like how often do you have a Filipino protagonist in, uh, in a TV show that everyone in, in the country watches? Or it's just something that doesn't happen. And because of that lack of visibility, 
it's sometimes uh, us Filipinos can feel like uh, we have to hide our identity or not learn our our history and and I think over the generations that can that's that's colonization winning because we lose more and more of our of of our history and of our skin color and of our language with every generation that goes by until it's erased. Uh, so for me, this is just any anything that I can do to put to put us front and center and to say like our stories matter. Uh, that's a huge win. So so I want listeners to take away that that your stories matter and that I want you to to be to be you and not to lose the the Filipino essence in you. I really appreciate what you said about that's just letting colonization win um, when it comes to us not taking the time or being afraid to learn our languages and our culture because that's ultimately how I feel and I think that this podcast um, helped me in a lot of ways um, realize that like no I do deserve to like know where I come from Um, so I hope that listeners also are able to take that away too I also hope that they're able to find community within this podcast and feel like they're a part of something they are a part of our community um and like Mishma said too that like these well each story is very personal and individual um they are kind of shared experiences among the migrant community and I think that if we can reach our own community if we can reach the Philippinex community but then take it further and um reach other migrant communities I think that that is something that would be wonderful for this podcast to do um I think that like I kind of stumbled into this podcast boot camp and didn't really know what I wanted out of producing a podcast but I think like people's reactions really like like when I first started recording my episode I felt alone and I was like what other people out here are like mixed race and like feeling the same way I do and um so I think like yeah the shared experiences the connectedness is what I want people to get out of the podcast because um yeah it's just it can be lonely at certain points in our lives if we're not connected to our culture and bringing this all together kind of helped me realize that yeah like Jenna was saying um we have the right to be connected and it's okay and yeah I think everybody's shared experiences and connectedness is super important and that's what I want listeners to get out of this.
What's the Cheese Maze is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. Today's episode was produced by me, Jenna Prof, Sherry Island, Mishma Muki, uh, Sophia Young, and Brian McCannelow. Thanks to everyone who tuned into the season to listen to our stories. You can find all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and on our website, what's the cheesemaze.transistor.fm. Follow us on Instagram at What's the Cheesemiss and on Facebook at What's the Cheesemiss CJSR. That's What's the T S I S M I S. You can also email us at cheesemiss at cjsr.com. Salamat. 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 Salamat.